discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything He is. That is why He told Abraham, He said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave Himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God Himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. been blessed. Wow. Isn't that powerful? See, I'm a soul winner. See, I've got the life of God in me. And that makes me a soul winner. Hallelujah. Well, I want to welcome you to our Them That Love Is Appearing service. Hallelujah. Now, the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God, isn't it? And He helps us to live the life that God has given to us to live. Without Him, we will not understand the Word of God. The Holy Spirit helps us to understand His Word and to be able to put it to work in any form and in any way. Hallelujah. So learn to trust the Holy Spirit. Okay? Learn to notice when the Holy Spirit is doing something. Hallelujah. Yeah. Learn to notice when the Holy Spirit is doing something so that you can flow with what the Holy Spirit is doing. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. There are two types of churches in the world. There are churches who have a mob. A mob. Do you know a mob? M-O-B. A mob. Or a crowd. You see plenty of people there. But it's, it's a crowd. It's a mob. They don't know much. They don't know anything. If something should happen today, everybody will scatter. Everybody will scatter. There was a guy who... Um, I knew, not on a personal note, but I saw him starting ministry. He's much, 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 much older than I am. But it seems he was using something for the ministry. You get when I say he was using something. And he was, he had gone, and he would declare it himself, you know, he would say it himself, on TV, on TV. Yes. He would declare it even on TV. That what I have I got from uh, India. <laughs> yeah, he said, I went to India. Special anointing oil from India. <laughs> Not the small thing. And he had people, people there. Plenty. After about three years of ministry, and, and three or four years, you could see the church growing on TV. Even on TV, the, the church was growing on TV. Sally. A small thing, scrolling, growing, growing. Not long after he died, he just died. He's dead right now. As I'm talking to you, he's dead. The other day I saw him on TV. He said that he was giving, sharing something with somebody, and I can't share with someone. He wiped his face with a handkerchief and gave it to the person. Said, "Take this and go and plant it by the grave of your mother. Demons will come out of the grave and go and attack your enemies." I mean, how can this be a pastor? He, I'm, I'm using his exact words. Demons will come out of the grave 
and attack your enemies. It's an amazing thing. But there were people there. There were people following. There were people there. It was a crowd. It's always like that. Let me show you some scriptures in the Bible to prove what I'm saying. Okay? Go to Acts chapter 5. Let's read um, from verse 34 so that we don't read too much. Okay? Now this, this is a story concerning the disciples and how they were arrested. All of them were arrested and um, Peter, was, Peter was talking to the council. They stood before the Sanhedrin. They were talking. Peter was preaching to them and telling them how they had killed Jesus and everything. Okay, go to verse 29 so that it makes more sense. Okay? Hmm, it's amazing. Then Peter and the other apostles answered and said, We ought to obey God rather than men. We have to obey God rather than men. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom ye slew. You know, they are, they are talking to the guys who killed Jesus. Whom you slew. Hey, Peter was so confident. And hung on a tree. Continue. Him has God exalted with his right hand to be a prince and a savior, for to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are his witnesses of these things. And so is also the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. We are not the only witnesses. The Holy Spirit is also a witness. You see, that's what I've been saying. As I speak to you on the outside, the Holy Spirit is speaking to you on the inside. Because he's a witness. He's a testifier of what God has done. He says, and we are witnesses of, we are his witnesses of these things. And so is also the Holy Ghost, whom God has given to them that obey him. When they heard it, when the Sanhedrin or the Pharisees or the rulers of the synagogue heard that, they were cut to the heart. It pained them. And took counsel to slay them. They took counsel immediately to kill all of them. All the disciples. They just, they have, we are going to finish this report. Let's just kill them. But someone called Gamaliel stood up and started giving a counsel concerning what they should do. Gamaliel was the one who raised Paul, who was initially Saul. Okay? So then stood there up one in the council, a Pharisee named Gamaliel, a doctor of the law had in reputation among all the people and commanded to, to put the apostles forth a little. He told them, let the apostles go back a little. Let me talk to you guys. Go on. And said unto them, ye men of Israel, take heed to yourselves what ye intend to do as touching these men. Be careful. Be careful what you are doing. For before these days rose up Theodas. I hear this, you can name your son Theodas. Hallelujah. Theodas, boasting himself to be somebody. So people came says he was boasting himself to be somebody to whom a number of men, about 400, joined themselves. 400 people started following Judas. Mega church. He says, who was slain? The guy was killed and all as many as obeyed him were scattered and brought to nothing. This was clearly Judas had a mob following him. When he died, Bible says Judas was boasting himself to be somebody. <laughs> Go to the next verse. Two guys. And after this man rose up Judas of Galilee in the day, it's not the Judas Iscariot or his mango that you and I know. Hallelujah. Someone said Judas Iscariot. That's, it's, not a, it's not the Judas you're talking about. Okay, this is another Judas. It says, after this, after Judas, another man rose up called Judas of Galilee in the days of the taxing and drew away much people after him. He also perished, and all, even as many as obeyed him, were dispersed. 
And now I say unto you, refrain from these men and let them alone. For if this counsel or this work be of men, it will come to nothing. But if God be, but if it be of God, you cannot overthrow it. Lest happily you be found that even to fight against God. Continue. And to, to him they obeyed. They agreed. Blah, 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 blah. Isn't it? And there's another version that says that Judas had 4,000 people following him. One had 400. The other person had 4,000. Plenty of people followed them. Acts what? 21, verse 38. Acts 21, 38. Go, go to Acts 21, 38. I've now, I've, uh-huh, this one. This is, this is uh, the centurion who was handling Paul's case. Paul was talking to the Jews. They wanted to kill him. And a centurion was sent to come and come and release him. When he released him, Paul was talking, Paul was still talking. And he said, are you that guy? Are you? So he says, Are thou not that Egyptian, which before these days made us an uproar and led us out into the wilderness, 4,000 men that were murderers? He had, he had 4,000 people following him. Go to the next verse. But Paul said, I am a man which I am a Jew of Tarsus, a city in, in, in Cilicia, a know by blah, 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 blah. Started talking, telling us, I'm not that particular guy. Hallelujah. So, you can have a mob. A lot of churches have mobs. As soon as the preacher dies, it's finished. Everybody just vanishes. And know that, don't, don't think that uh, it's only genuine ministries that have people following them. Never think like that. You are making a very big mistake. This guy had, had 4,000 people. He was a murderer, but there were 4,000 people who were following him. The other guy had four, 400 people following him. Jesus didn't have 4,000 followers. Jesus had 120 by the time he died. The 120 were doing crusades, mega crusades that had 4,000, 5,000 people in it. So don't, don't think, don't think like, tell me, but don't think like that. Yeah? There are churches that are not, there are places that are not, God is not there. But there are people there. We have to increase our prayer. So that some of these people can be. The leader will die. When the leader dies, everything is solved. What do you think? Yeah, it's in the Bible. When the leader dies, everything is scattered. Everybody scatters. Everybody scatters. Mob. Churches are, some churches are mob. It's just a mob. Just an indisciplined group of people who are just there. There's no, there's no, even if they are being raised by something, there's, there's, it's a mob. They're just a crowd. They are not children who are being raised. God wants you to be a child that he can raise to become something. Listen, Christianity is steps. So there are steps. Okay? There are steps. There's one step to another, to another, to another, to another, to another. And there's an end. There's a peak to it. The Bible talks about we come into the fullness of the stature of the measure of Christ. Okay? That's the peak. But before you get there, God expects you to grow from one stage to the other. Especially to grow from one stage to the other. So don't, don't think that Christianity is just, oh, we are all there, we are all in a system. No. You know. So a church can either have a mob or be a mob or be an army. That's the other side. It's either it's a mob or it's an army. You see? An army. An army that is being raised, trained for a particular purpose. There's a war happening whether you know it or not. There's an active war that is happening. 
wild world that is happening. That's why we are preaching some of the things we are preaching to you. You see, we seek to raise you. Okay, if you've been in the ministry for some time, if you've been in this church for some time, if you come in fresh, we talk about what God has made you. We try to cleanse your thoughts from all the filthiness of thinking that God does not like you, God does not love you, God has something against you. Condemnation, like you are nothing, you don't know what's... All those things are not profitable. A lot of churches who preach those things. Isn't it? And make everybody feel unqualified to do anything for the Lord. Like they are not anything. Sorry? Only the pastor. It's like only the pastor. There's nothing. It's not supposed to be like that. Okay. There's, it's called uh, Nicolatanism. Nicolaus. To exalt yourself above the lady. It's not supposed to be like that. All of us have been called into the ministry. And all of us have been called into the army of God. Okay? Tell anybody you have been called into the army of God. There's something for you to do. Yeah. Yeah. The earlier we understand it, the better. That's why we are talking about Southeast things. So that you will not be a mob. Just existing. Just being there. Rick Joyner had a vision and... uh, if you've read it before, final quest. There was a war that was going to happen. Okay. And just behind the, like, the, the frontier of, of the battle lines drawn by God and God's church had some few people who looked prepared. They looked like they had their shields on and their, their breastplates on and belts and all that, had their swords and everything on. But right behind them were a group of people were giving signs of peace. We are in a ch- I'm talking about people in the church. We are doing signs of peace. He was saying, oh, Charlie, there's a war coming. You were just doing oh, peace. And they were partying there. On the battleground, they were partying. Hey, they were shouting and partying. And be- they were just happy. They were just an excited group in the system. They didn't know what was going to come. Before long, the trumpet was blown for the war to start. And arrows just pierced their eyes, their nose, their hearts. Everywhere. Everywhere that they were just dying. Because they weren't prepared. You see. You have to be, you have to be prepared. I'm not talking about a war like. You see, as I'm talking about the thing that Charlie, you are thinking about uh, gladiators. Some war that was no, no, that's not what Spart, Spartan. No, that's not what we are talking about. It's, it's a spiritual thing. It's a battle for souls. Okay? It's a battle for souls. Young people. Young people. Yeah, it's a battle for young people. It's a battle for this country, for the soul of this country. Very, very serious battle. The earlier we rise up, the better. Okay? That's what, that's what we seek to do. To raise, for you to become very hard so that you can do what God wants you to do. You'll be amazed that God, there are a group of people waiting to hear your voice. They will hear God's voice if they hear your voice. Can you imagine? It's an amazing thing. It's an amazing thing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And it's not difficult. It's very easy. It's not difficult at all. God is interested in the work. He's interested in doing it with you. He just needs you to have your head, you know, put on right so that you can do what he wants you to do. God doesn't hate you. 
isn't it? You know God doesn't hate you, isn't it? It doesn't matter what you've done or what you didn't do or what you... you know, doesn't, God doesn't look at those things. He's made provision for us, isn't it? So if you sin, what should you do? Confess your sins, isn't it? Where's the found? You see, if you don't know the Bible, you will not be able to benefit from. Have you have you have, have you ever heard me preach about consciousness? What you are conscious of. Your consciousness means everything. Or your mindset, if you like. Your mindset means everything. What you are conscious of is what dictates the pace of your life. If you are conscious of God's word, your life will be dictated by the word of God. If you are not conscious of God's word, it will not. The word of God is the activating point or the activating power for the, for the Christian life, for the real living of the Christian life. You get it? Without the word of God, it won't work. So if you don't know this particular thing in the Bible, you always have problems. It says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Have you seen it? It says, if we confess our sins. So it doesn't matter what you have done. Just confess. Name it. Confession means what? Naming and pointing. Like naming. Find. Identifying. Father, I just masturbated. That's naming. So we can't confess your sin in church because we'll be we'll all run away in the church. You can't confess. Confession is not supposed, it's not supposed to be done in the church. It's supposed to be done where you are. So we don't have to raise a prayer topic in church. Shall we begin to confess our sins? You know, whenever they say we should confess our sins in church, everybody becomes quiet. You don't want problems because <laughs> it's a very serious thing. But that is not confession. Confession means naming, identifying by naming. You get it? So, Father, I just masturbated. Please forgive me. I confess my sin. I confess my fault. Okay. You see, there's nothing you do. Most of the things that you do, eh, it's not because you really want to do them. You do some things, some foolish things because you are being tempted. Because in your natural state, in your natural state as a child of God, that is not your normal flow. That's why you don't feel good when you do something wrong. Have you realized that you don't feel good when you do something wrong? Ask your neighbor, do you, is it like that with you or is it only me? <laughs> When you do something, if you do something wrong and there's no, there's nothing breaking you that, brother, what you are doing is wrong, then it means that there's something wrong with your Christian growth. Yeah, there's something wrong with your, clearly something wrong with your Christian growth. You must be pricked. Your conscience must prick you. No. This particular thing that you did is not, it's not right. Okay? Yeah, as you grow, some of these things fall off. Uh, fornication, masturbation, the fall of you, it becomes ancient to you. Now, the challenges get into thoughts. You get into thoughts. You didn't think right about somebody. Somebody, this, you didn't think right. Ah, you, then you start, Father, forgive me. I didn't think right about this person. You see, Philippians 4, verse 8 begins to function your life actively as you grow. You now get into things, you now want to think about things that are right. You get it? Yeah, you want to talk rightly. Go to Philippians 4 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. These are the things you think. It's these things that are true. So sometimes someone does someone did something and you re, you reacted in a certain way in your mind. You didn't do it out, outwardly, but in your mind you realize that in your, I didn't do the right thing. 
get it. Then you have to confess, Father, I, I, I didn't say it right. I didn't. But the person doesn't know you didn't say it right. He doesn't know anything. He doesn't know. Maybe you even said it smiling, but in your heart you realize that you didn't do it well. Because God is actually going to judge matters of the heart. God is not going to judge. It's not physical things like that. Hallelujah. Do you like what I'm saying? Mm. As you grow, you get to know that this is how we are supposed to think. If someone, for instance, if someone tells you something about somebody, please I come and tell you about this guy. Do you know he has impregnated five ladies in the church? Hmm. I've been hmm, serious. Serious. I've been thinking about it. With all his holy attitude. You are falling. <laughs> you see, so my, my confession of what he has done has caused you to sin a very great sin because you just judged. You get it? So you didn't do what he did, but what he did has served as a challenge for you to go down. You get it. As you're going along, these are things that they are they are higher, and these ones are more, they are wilder. <laughs> so when someone tells you something, it's an it's, it's either you rise or fall because of what the person the information you receive can either cause you to rise or fall. You get it? Uh-huh. But you have to just confess, Father, I did this. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. And gather yourself and continue your life. What, what can you do about, about spilled milk? Eh? Can you gather spilled milk? What can you do about it? Can you do something about it? You are coming to drink some, you are coming to put ideal milk into your whatever. And then all of a sudden, it all went on the floor. What are you going to do? Into sand, what are you going to do? You can't do anything, it's gone. The Bible says that into the sea of forgetfulness has he placed your sin. That's what the Bible says. It's into the sea. Drop something in the sea and try finding it. You will not be able to locate it. So don't don't get. Christians should not get into that place where you are. And it's because we don't know the word of God. If we knew it, we wouldn't be thinking about some things. It's places into the sea of forgetfulness. It says their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. You are the one who remembers. You have to forget too. Tell everybody you have to forget. You have to forget also. God has forgotten. You keep reminding God of what you had, what you've done wrong, what you did wrong some time ago. Look at Hebrews chapter 8, verse 10. Hebrews 8, 10. For this is a covenant I will make with the house of Israel after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my laws into their mind and write them in their hearts, and I will be to them a God, and they shall be to me a people. Verse 11. And they shall not teach every man his neighbor, and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for all shall know me from the greatest to the, from the least to the greatest. For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness. Are you hearing God? It says, I will be merciful to what? And their sins and their iniquities will I remember. No more. Why do you think that this one is not true in your case? It says, their sins and their iniquities will I remember. No more. You think God is joking when he says that? It's very serious. It says, their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. It says, if, we, if, if any of us sin, since we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous, who is the propitiation for our sins? Not for ours only, but for the sins of the whole world. That's First John chapter 2, verse 2. Go to First John 2, 2. And he is, go to from verse, let's read from verse 1. My little children. Say, my little children. And so the sins is for little children. After some time, sin shouldn't be something like you are, you are every time, all your prayer is, Father, I confess. Every time, 
your prayer at the time you remember to pray is that Charlie. Father, I confess so. Yeah. That's baby. You are you are in the babyhood stage. You must grow out of it. Okay? You must grow out of it to get to the point where God can now work and minister with you. Where sin is not a problem, sin is not something that prevents you from doing what God wants you to do. No, just Charlie push it aside and let's do what we are supposed to do. Because we know we know the bullets of the enemy. We are not ignorant of his, of his devices. We know the bullets that he brings. The bullets he brings and the bombs he brings are bombs and bullets of sins, of challenges, of difficulty. That's what he brings. When you want to rise to the next level, that is when a beautiful lady that you like will show up. It's serious. Though. That is when a beautiful lady that you have been chasing for some time but never minded you will now start minding you. Yeah, because you are going to rise. You are now coming to rise to the next level. You see, when when there's war, when there's war, there's war. The the the, the war is is a place of noise, of blood, of confusion, bullets. I mean, bullets flying all over the place. So you see, it's only in commando movies that you see them shooting, and the guy commando is walking straight. And shooting, and none of the bullets are attached. It's fake. It's Hollywood. And when he shoots, it, it, it kills the, the enemies. The blowman never dies. Okay, it's good. You are the blowman in God in God's calendar, so you will never die. Hallelujah. I saw there's an Indian Rambo. Have you seen the Indian Rambo? Oh, it was on Facebook all over the place. They shot. And he caught all the bullets with his mouth. He caught all the bullets with his mouth. Then he started shooting back with his mouth. And he killed about 100 people. I was shocked. It was not easy at all. There's Chinese Jesus. There's Chinese Rambo. Have you seen the Chinese movie? Chinese Jesus. You've never seen Chinese Jesus. Oh. They were crucifying him and the people were laughing like the Pharisees were laughing at him down there. This Chinese version of Jesus' movie. As he was hanging there, he just was so angry with what they were doing. He came down the cross and started beating them. He beat all of them and went back and went to die. <laughs> Only in China. <laughs> I'm not joking. I'll look for it and come and show it to you. I'm serious about it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes, yeah, so in, in war, there's plenty of things are happening. When you want to rise, uh, so it, you see, it's like in, if you're shooting, I mean, if you've watched real war movie, they're always crawling or hiding. They are in trenches and all that. You can't, if you rise, who lets you just have you watched uh, Hacks Orange? Yeah, one guy just, they were, they were all in the, in the trench. As soon as he stood up, pah, through his head, he was dead. Yeah. So, so what, what is like that? It's a very wild thing. So as soon as you try to rise into the next level of your ministry, the next level of your work with God, all of a sudden, you hear, bullets all over the place. And the bullets are in the form of some of these things. Like, all of a sudden, some thoughts just come to you. Hey, 
you've not thought about some things before you realize some things are just so if you see the more you rise in God the more you realize that these things are things these are bullets that are coming to you so you don't if you are hit by a bullet you don't you are like rumble Charlie continue let's move receive the bullet then you also shoot when he gives you one you give him five then we are moving on what do you think he says, if any of you, if there's a problem, take my little children, these things write down to you that you sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father. We have, not we are going to, we have an advocate with the Father. Jesus Christ, the righteous, who is the propitiation. He says, he is the propitiation for our sins. The word propitiation means the mercy seat. He's the mercy seat for our sins. On the mercy seat is, the mercy seat is where the blood of sprinkling is put. They sprinkle the blood there seven times. And God declares not guilty. Since he's a propitiation for our sins. And not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. So don't, don't let sin become what will cloud your, your whatever to do the work of the Lord. Charlie, brother, put it aside and do what you're supposed to do. Okay? Yeah. Kenyon said, do the work of the ministry and sin will be an alien in your life. Yeah, just do it. Focus on it. Think about the church more. The more you think about it, the more these things live your life. Hallelujah. So, become a, become a soldier hard for the Lord. Hard. Hard. I go hard for the Lord. Go hard for the Lord. I'll be strong for the Lord. Yeah. You see. So, we are, not, we are not trying to raise a mob. We are trying to raise an army. Okay? You see, we come, we, we, we help you tune your mind to the right things. Then after getting your mind to the right things, we tell you, Charlie, let's work to be done. Let's do the work. You see, let's do the work. In Hebrews chapter 5, okay, verse 12. Look at Hebrews chapter 5, verse 12. Hebrews 5, verse 12. Can you read it to me? One, two, go. And I become such as have need of milk. And not a strong. Did he say for uh, if you will be a teacher? Is that what he said? When is what, what does when mean? It's time. Is that time? It means a time. It's, it's a time in your development. So there's a time in your development when, as a Christian, there's a time in your development when you are supposed to be a teacher. You get it. There's a time in your, your Christian development when you are supposed to be a disciple. When for the time you ought to be teachers. Disciple had dropped. But it says, you guys are supposed to be teaching. But now you have need that one teacher again, the first principle of the oracles of, of God. You, have, you now we are not like those who need milk and not strong meat. Because there's milk in God. There's the same word of God that you are preaching. There's milk, there's the milk of it. Do you get it? Now when we say milk. The milk of the word. Don't think that there are some portions of the scriptures that are milk. And there are some portions of the scripture that are strong meat. No, it's the same scriptures. But it means different things to you. Don't think that the milk of the word is a certain portion of the Bible. Like John 3.16 is milk of the word. You get it? John 3.16 is milk of the word. Revelation is strong. Who told you? No, is that what God did? Is God demarcate the lines as you are reading? You are, now, as you are reading, it's like, you are in milk, you are in milk, you are in milk. Now, the God writes, now you are entering meat. Then you enter. Then you get a portion, now you are entering strong meat. Oh, and now you are entering honey. There's nothing like that. Nothing like that. Your understanding of the scriptures change. The word of God is the same. It's your position that changes. 
So the growth is you. Same word, but John 3.16 means something very, very... John 3.16 is too powerful. It's not milk at all. If you understand John 3.16, you will be an evangelist for the Lord. If you get the, the strong meat of John 3.16, you'll be, you'll be you will not want to live here anymore. You will not want to live here anymore. You will just go. Hallelujah. So, uh, 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 Stephen, we have to grow. We have to grow. We have to grow. Become very hard to do what God has called us to do. Okay? That's why I'm teaching you these things. Fulfilling your ministry. How to fulfill. You have a ministry. I've been trying to let you know that you have a ministry. Giving you various things that show that you really do have a ministry. You really do have. I'm not preaching to all of you. It's on the podcast. So the other people who are listening to it. I've got calls from people. Hey, Charlie, it's very powerful. So I'm not preaching to all of you. So listen to it very because you are the ones, you are the physical people who are here. Do you get it? Hey. Use it for yourself. Okay? I mentioned that you are you are you have a ministry because, because you are born again. So the, new, the new birth immediately gives you a ministry. What else? You are priests. You have a priestly service to fulfill, isn't it? You know what I'm repeating? It's called laying of doctrine. I'm laying, I'm helping you to lay it in your heart. Do you understand? So don't think that I'm, I'm, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm repeating it to help you. Yes, I'm making deep and lasting impressions. You'll never forget it. When I met him, he didn't know anything in the Bible. Today he said, Pastor. You see what he was saying? A powerful thing, isn't it? Yeah, he's a very powerful man of God. Same way. What I, I did is what I'm doing now. If you like, check out the messages I've preached over the years. Plenty, same thing. Yes, different titles, different ways. But you realize that you're, when you're listening to you realize, hey, it's like you didn't hear what I said. Uh-huh. You are growing. It's your position that is, the word of God is the same, but your position changes. Your death in God changes. Then you're able to appreciate the word of God more. You never say, oh, but this is, this is for children. Sure. Anybody who says that your, your revelation is not deep, it's not deep. <laughs> Anybody who can say that someone is preaching business is not deep. Uh, well, this is business. And that, so which one is the deep one? No, no. Which one is the deep one? The one you don't understand. That is the deep one. See, Osborne said something. He said that if I teach and you don't, you, you, you've not learned anything, I'm a bad teacher. Yeah. If someone teaches you and you don't learn anything, it's not a sign that the person is wild, like, this is so deep, I can't even understand it. <laughs> Such nonsense. It's like, that thing is so deep. I can't even understand it. No, no, no. A person has not done anything for you. A person has destroyed, destroyed you. He has confused you. Do you like my message? You, you, you become deeply spiritual. Deeply spiritual. Your prayer life is not only in, in, in church. You don't only pray in church. Hallelujah. You don't only pray. You know there are some people who pray in church. Only church. They only speak in tongues in church. But real training into the army of God is when you start praying on your own. Like now you can pray. When you came, you were only praying in church. You could only pray when we are praying. But after some time, you realize that you can pray on your own. When you wake up, you feel like praying. You wake up in the morning. Your heart tells you, Charlie, pray. Spend some time with God. You're actually growing. That is real Christian growth, though. Okay? No, check with the natural growth. Does your, your, your diet necessarily change as you grow? 
Were you eating fufu when you were nine? Were you eating fufu when you were nine? You weren't eating fufu when you were nine. You were eating fufu when you were nine. Are you eating fufu right now? Are you eating fufu right now? Were you eating fufu when you were eighteen? You were eating fufu when you were eighteen. Were you eating rice when you were nine? Were, are you eating rice now? Has your diet changed? Has your diet changed? It doesn't change, isn't it? Is it true? That's a, when you see what what happens is that when a child is born, they give him breast milk. Six months. From six months going, they start giving you rice, cereals, and all those. It's the same. It's the it's the 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 maize we eat that has been processed in a different way for you to eat with milk and all that. You can't take banku at a certain age, but the the content of what makes banku is what you are eating. It's in your cereal. Like we have cereal like maize, isn't it? Cereal like wheat. Cereal like rice. Isn't it? Or is something else? Hey, so don't don't get into uh, this is deep knowledge. It's deep knowledge because I don't understand it. <laughs> the same thing, but now it means different. It means something else to you. It's higher. It's deeper because you have gone deeper now. You are deeply spiritual. You you can study the word of God on your own. You are growing. You see, you are becoming more conscious of, of some things. Before you didn't want to even say hi to anybody. Now you are becoming conscious of the fact that you have to say hi to somebody and share the word of God. You are growing. You are growing. At first, you didn't want to even do anything in the house of God. You just come, you sit down, they teach you, and then you go away. But right now, you come to church, you want to stay and do something. You are growing. You stay for schools. You are growing. You stay for leaders' meetings. You are growing. Oh, yes, I know I'm preaching good. It's a marvelous thing. You are growing. You realize you are getting deeper. You are becoming more. You are dwelling. You are learning to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. David said, and I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You are going. These are signs that you are really going. You are becoming more forgiving. You are becoming more forgiving. Like at first, you are a very angry person. Wild, wicked person. Like you can just do something terrible to somebody. Silent killer. They are those who don't talk much. They are just in a system. They know what they are thinking. But you realize that you are becoming more forgiving. Someone steps on your toes in church. You just smile. Oh, don't worry. And then you wipe it yourself. But at first, when someone says, You come, they tell you, sit here. You don't want to sit there. Some people have argued with people in church. When they came to church first, they were arguing with people. When the usher says, go and sit here. They want to sit under the fan or under the air. Just where the AC is direct. That would be cool. But the usher will say, no, don't sit here. Come and sit here. What? I, I've seen church. I've seen some people doing that. They just do this, do this with the usher. Bring, bring your hand up. Like. <laughs> with the usher. Yeah, I've seen some life. Life. The person is not a leader. The person is preaching the gospel. The person is smiling. The person is so humble. It's an amazing thing. She may not remember that I saw her. If <laughs> she put the usher's hand. Put your hand. you mean? Don't touch me. Hallelujah. Yeah, so you, you become more forgiving, more loving, more kind, more patient. You are, you are growing. You understand? You are growing and you are becoming more effective in the army of God. You, don't, you are not critical in your speech. Here someone has asked something. Ah, say a kind. These are the things I've been saying. The church is it's amazing on the people that are in the church. But you are in the church. You two are in the church. 
you are, all, you are fighting against your own army. And that's, that's the amazing thing that happens. The devil turns us against each other. We are busy fighting. There's a civil war, great civil war in the body of Christ. Great civil war. The devil is free, doing whatever he wants to do. Other religions are taking over. And we are fighting each other in the church. We have doctrines. Doctrines. This person is saying this. This person is saying that. This person is saying this. This person is raising people to think that these people are the only people who are who go to heaven. What are you talking about? If you are growing the Lord, you, you begin to associate more with other people. If your ears decide to grow bigger than what it is now, what would it be? That's cancer, right? So your ears or your thumb is growing, you are there and your thumb is just growing, 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 and then becomes like this. What do you think will happen to it? We'll have to cut it out. If you are part of the body of Christ, you must, there's a growth for you. But your growth is not only with respect to you, your growth is with respect to everybody. The food we eat is even distributed out to every portion of our body for everybody to be able to grow. Do you like my message? Hallelujah. Say, I'm not part of the mob. I'm part of the army of God. And I'm growing. Yeah, growing to be able to hold swords and whatever and fight in the kingdom of God. We fight with the word of God that we are preaching. Do you see? Hallelujah. Yeah, so I'm telling you, work. One of the, 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 the last point I raised was that your actual vocation is what? Ministry. Ministry is your actual vocation. You have a calling, and that is your actual vocation. Your vocation is not engineering, banking, medicine, law, fishing, farming, what else? Cattle rearing, hairdressing, carpentry, internet guy, programmer, <coughs> programmer, what else? Condemn. <laughs> You're saying something. Computer scientist. That is not your actual vocation. Your actual vocation is ministry. Preach the gospel. That's your actual vocation. Now, that does not mean that you shouldn't work. Oh, that does not mean that you shouldn't work. The Bible emphatically talks about we working. If you don't work, there's something wrong. Okay, let me let me show. Can I show you some scriptures that say that you must work? Paul, Paul worked. Go to Acts chapter Acts chapter 18, verse 3. Look at Acts 18, 3. Let's read from verse 1, so it makes more sense. After these things, Paul departed from Athens and came to Corinth and found a certain Jew named Aquila, born in Pontus, lately come from Italy with his wife Priscilla, because that Claudius had commanded all Jews to depart from Rome and came unto them. And because he was of the same craft, he abode with them and wrought for the occupation with them. Let's read a lighter version. And because he was, the same, he was of the same trade, so Paul had a trade. Okay, he was living with them, and they did their work together. For they, for by trade they were ten makers. He was, he didn't only, he wasn't only a doctor of the law. He had a physical thing that he could do. He was a ten maker. He was making money from it. Hallelujah. And he, if you read, you will see plenty. Go to Acts twenty. I read it to you the last time. Acts twenty thirty four. Acts twenty thirty four. Read it to me. One to go. Acts twenty thirty four. One to go. Have ministered unto my necessities and to them that were with me. Let's read a lighter version. Maybe you don't understand. 
Do you understand it? You don't understand. You yourselves have seen that with these hands, I got what was necessary for me and those who were with me. He says, with these hands, I've worked with my hands to get what was necessary for me and to get to supply the needs of those who are around me. So you must work. Don't become a lazy person who does not like working. You must work. Go to First Thessalonians 2, 9. Read on. One to go. For you remember, brethren, our labor and travail, for laboring night and day, because we would not be chargeable unto any of you. We preach unto you the gospel of God. Have you seen it? It says, I work night and day. He will work in the day and do the ministry in the night. It's called lay ministry. Tell me about lay ministry. Lay ministry is working in the day in a normal place and then working in the house of God in the evening. Okay? And Paul did that. He did that for the thing to go on so that he can... The, the church does not have to pay you for what, all that you're going to do. The guy who's taking the... I don't pay anybody in the church. It's, it's staff people that I... They are staff. People who are always in the church making things happen. They are the ones who are paid by the church. And they are just... We are just about four, three or four. Something like that. Hallelujah. Yeah. The one who plays the drum is not paid. The one who plays the keyboard is not paid. The one who's changing the scriptures is not paid. I will not pay him. If he says I should pay him, I'll, I'll go and change the scripture myself and come and continue preaching. <laughs> I'll go and do it and come. Sharp. <laughs> you must work to bring money to the church. Not the other way around. Yeah. Hallelujah. If the guy who's checking the microphone for the volume to come, if he's not doing I'll just go. I'll, as I'm preaching, if he's doing I'll just go, go and change it. Speaking times, I'm coming. I'll just go, go and change it. I'll come back and come and continue preaching. Everything will be fine. Hallelujah. So Paul demonstrated with his life that he worked and did the ministry, isn't it? Look at 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, from verse 7. Know how you ought to follow us, for we behave not ourselves disorderly among you. Hmm? How is that disorder? What's the disorder you're talking about? Go to the next verse. Neither did we eat any man's bread for nothing, but BB. He says, and we did not take food from any man from, for nothing, but we, we but were working hard night and day not to be a trouble to any of you. How is it? Go to the next verse. Not because we have not the right, but to make ourselves an example to you so that you might do the same. Hmm? Are you seeing it? For even when we were with you, we gave you all the same. If any man does not work, let him not have food. It's called NCNC. No contribution, no chop. If you are not going to work, you are not going to eat. Let him not have food. Have you seen it? If any man does not does no work, let him not have food. Go to the next verse. For it has come to our ears that there are some among you whose behavior is uncontrolled, who do not work at all, but are over interested in the business of others. <laughs> are there are first things. Go to the next verse. Now to, to such we give orders and make requests in the Lord Jesus that working quietly they get their living. It says work and get your living. Continue. And you my brothers do not get tired of all doing. Work and do well. Do good to somebody. So God does not frown on working. He created work. He created Adam to work. Isn't it? So working is God's plan. Hallelujah. If you don't work how will the church get tight to work with? As you work the church also gets tight. To be able to work with. As you work, you have money to give offering for the church to work, isn't it? Yeah, you can become a big time businessman to, who sponsors the gospel to do great things. Yeah, hallelujah. hallelujah. But that does not mean that your work is your life. 
like we have been made to think. You see, people put their work and their job above God. Working and building sandcastles, that will not bring anything. You work, 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 after some time you go on pension. Six years on pension. You should, have you ever seen a pensioner before? It is pathetic. You are waiting to die. It is pathetic. You, and you see, <laughs> sometimes I wish we could just grow up and come back. You get it? Like you go, experience it a little, and then you come back to your original so that you know that, Charlie, this thing is very, so you have to be very smart. Brother and sister, it's not a small thing. People go on pension and their lives are terrible. They're just waiting to die. And not long after they die, you can't do much. You can't do anything. The company would have used you and paid you something. If you don't learn to activate yourself in the actual reason for your existence, you think we are not existing to just marry, have children, take care of our children, let them grow up, and then we'll go in retirement and die. And actually also go through the same process. That's not the reason why we are here. There's a higher reason, there's a higher purpose for your existence. Okay? If that were the that were the case, then we are not, it's not correct. Or what do you think? It's not right. If you are in the university to just finish your course so that you get a good job, so that you can marry a good woman or marry a nice husband, so that you have children, so that you'll be able to buy a house and buy a car. And buy another car for your wife. Then you start looking after your children. So that they grow. And they leave your house. The big house you bought. Haven't you noticed everybody wants to build a house? Yeah. So they also want to do the same thing that you did. Then they'll leave the house. And they also start doing the same. They're just going along a certain line. The same line you've been, everybody's going. Then you, you are left alone with your wife. If your wife is alive. Or you weren't cheating on her. If you are cheating on her, she will not stay with you. You'll be alone, and you you die alone. Your children will not come to you, especially the guy. Your children, your children will not come. They will go to your mother. They will not come to you. Don't you like your mother's mother and father? <laughs> Tell the truth and shame the devil. Is it true? Just ten percent love their fathers more than they do their mothers, but ninety percent love their mothers more than they do their fathers. Is that true? Your most fathers die alone. They just die alone. Yeah, it's a very sad story. We grow, so you grow, and then you wait, and then you die. Then you come and say nice things on your grave. That's it. It's finished. What else? What else is there? What? What? what no matter how much money you had or left, okay, makes no difference. You go through the same process, maybe with, with much ease, but it's the same thing. What else is different about what I've said? Who else goes through another process? Who else? Everybody goes through what I'm talking about. If you are not getting a job, something is even happening to you. It's like if you're not getting a job, you can't marry, you can't do some things. It's like you can't do, yeah, I can't have sex, I can't do all the, yeah. When, when, when? But if you, are, if you are in the university with the mindset that the university is my congregation, these are, I have been sent by God, commissioned by God to change lives. To impact people with the word of God. To raise people to think the way God wants them to think. And go where God wants them to go. And fulfill purpose. You realize that you'll be a student with a difference. You're a student. You are learning what they are learning. But you are, you are different. You are higher. And you will be of use every single time. No, the course you are studying, you're not the first person to study it. Though. 
You are not the first person to study it. A lot of people don't think well. You don't think well enough. Those of you who are in medical school, the medicine that you are doing right now, they don't do what it was. It was it's not like it was before. Because you are becoming many. And nobody wants to go to the villages. So right now, they have stopped sponsoring some things. Okay? <laughs> right now, when you finish school, you finish your house job. You have to apply like any other person in the world would apply. Before, just two years ago, it wasn't like that. Just two years ago, it wasn't like that. As soon as you finish, you are just absorbed. They start, they, your pay continues. Your seven years of school makes sense. <laughs> but right now, it's not like that anymore. Am I lying? I'm not lying. I'm not, I'm not lying. I'm not lying. You have to apply. And there are some people who are staying at home right now. They are home. Yeah. It's getting darker and darker and darker. Yeah. If you are not smart. If you don't apply the principles of God for yourself, you'll be shocked. All your students are your congregation. Yeah, they are your congregation. You are there, assigned by God to win souls, to train and raise people. I taught in the secondary school for five continuous years. You should see how my class was. You see how my class was. My class. Oh, you will learn Bible. You will learn Bible. I'm telling you, you will learn the Bible. You see, and I don't have to open the Bible for someone to come and come and see that before I open the Bible. I know it, so it's inside me. So I'm, I'm writing some things on the board. You don't know what, if you, someone says, you don't know what I'm doing. And it's not that I'll, I'll for, forfeit my actual duty and just be doing it. No. Even when, I, it was so wild that even when I don't want to discuss scriptures, I just say, oh, say, why? I have a question. If you like, ask any of my students. Ask any of anybody who sat in my class. My chemistry class or science class. Ask anybody. They'll tell you. They know what I am. They know what I represent. Yeah, they know what I represent. There are a lot of people who hide in their workplaces. Nobody knows what nobody knows what you believe. Nobody knows what you are. Nobody knows anything about you. You are just there. You are just there. Do you know that there are, there's a certain religion they will pray in front of everybody? They will lay their car. I don't I'll mention it. They'll just lay their mats down and sit. It's a certain religion. They'll just lay their mats down in it. Praise about Tosti. Everything is fine. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, but Christians can't speak in tongues in, in, at their workplace. They can't declare that I'm a child of God. I'm born of God. I'm born again. And I want you to give your life to Christ. I'm not talking about a group of Christians like, oh, we are all Christians, and then we'll gather and we'll start a fellowship. That's not what I'm talking about. Those people, when you do that, like, I'm a Christian, you're a Christian, you're a Christian, you're a Christian, we are all working in a bank, in one branch. Then, the four of us decide that we'll do a fellowship. So we'll gather and then we'll be praying. We'll gather and then we'll pray. You are wasting your time. That's not why you are there. You don't even have the same vision. Because you are coming from a different church. Everybody's coming from a different church. But if we come together and decide that we are going to win, we want to increase this particular fellowship. We want people to join in the fellowship. Then it is a correct something. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because we are there to change. We are there to win souls. If you are a lawyer, change lawyers. Win, win barefoot after your kind. Get more lawyers to become born again. Get more lawyers. I had teachers who I was raising and teaching. My fellow teachers. I teach them the word of God. They ask me questions. I show them. They may not follow me to church. That's not their purpose. Their purpose is to sow seeds into their lives. Yeah, there are some people who believe in God more now. I work with them. They believe in God more now because of me. Yeah, I have some friends. I mean, I'll teach them the word of God. Every, when I come, we have this Bible discussion. You should see me. 
Free period we have there. Okay, open to Revelations. Stop talking about it. Let's read this. Go here, go there, go there, go here, go there. I know the Bible and I'm teaching it to my students and to my fellow workers. That is a missionary Christian. You are there to because you know your actual ministry. You know that you are existing in that vocation, not because of money. God doesn't need you to have be there to give you money. What was Abraham's employment? What was Abraham? What was Abraham? And you say you are a seed of Abraham. Are you a seed of Abraham? If you're a seed of Abraham, that's we don't, it's not part of our whatever. But God puts us there for a reason. You see, to bring the fear of God to that place. That's why he puts us there. If you get what I'm saying right, you will never lack a job. What I'm saying right now, if you get it there, you will never lack a job. Because you ha- you you'll be entering that particular place with a particular mindset, with the mindset of God. And God will know, God will not think that you'll be a, a waste of resource. I give you put you there, you are going to waste resources. Daniel was put in Babylon by God to serve the purposes of God in that place. Daniel had four or five kings coming. He served four or five kings. Different governments changed hands. And he was still employed. Not as a janitor. He was employed as vice president. For, can you imagine different... Let's imagine, let's say Paumia is vice president today. When, if Mahama should come back. Hallelujah. <laughs> he's still vice president. Another person, Alan Jamatin, should come. He's still vice president. Another person come. Five different people came and he was still vice president. Daniel was still vice president. Can you imagine? Serving as prime minister at certain points. Because he was of use. He served God's purpose in that place. Okay? So your job, your business, all those places are it's a point of contact for you. If someone walks into your shop, the person should not go away without knowing God in a certain way. Sell the property to, sell the things to the person, but impart the person with something. Take the person's number and send five minutes back to teach the person. You see? You've never thought about it. You have a number. You have a group. They're just sending and answering their questions. Not to bring anybody to church. Just ministering and doing the work of the ministry. Doing the work of the ministry. Changing someone's life. You, you, you are living for a higher purpose. You will not die because of that. See, I cannot die. I just can't die. Because I have too many, there are too many things to do. There are too many people I'm taking care of. I can't die. I, can't, I just can't die. It's amazing. No matter how hard they try, I can't die. Oh yes. Because I'm serving God's purpose. Are you listening to me? He says, preach the gospel to your nation. There's a nation you have been sent to. If you're a nurse, you have a nation, the nation of nurses. Instead of changing doctors' lives, they are flirting with them. Yeah, Christians. They are all Christians. They are in the body of Christ. They are all Christians. See, and most of us are silent. We are silent in our workplaces. Some, are polit- some, some Christians are politicians, but they are quiet. They don't win fellow politicians. They don't win fellow politicians. You must win a fellow politician to the Lord. Not to bring him to your church. If he follows you to church, fine. If he doesn't, you, you have a disciple that you are raising in there. You get it? You never know. Maybe you can be, become the next president of the country and make decisions that will help change lives. Do you think Donald Trump just got into Christianity just like that? Someone who was in the circle shared the gospel with him. Sometimes there are people, some people will never receive us. 
Yeah, some people never receive us, but we receive you because you are there with them. Whatever they are doing, you are doing with them. So there's nothing that they will say that you can't answer. You get it? Yeah. So ministry is an actual vocation. Okay? Yeah. That is why we are living. We are living for one purpose. One purpose. One purpose. One purpose. Your marriage will be dif- different. Your marriage will be different if you, if you use that particular mindset to marry. Real purpose. I'm existing for God. I'm existing for God. I'm not existing for myself. I'm not existing because I want to make more money. No, no, no. Serving God is a million times better. <laughs> Next, I'm going to preach about benefits of serving God. From January, I'll start preaching. Benefits of serving God. Every Sunday, I'll preach it for, eight, for two months. Continues. Benefits of serving God. I'll show you so many benefits. Number one, number two. So many. You'll be shocked. So many benefits. Benefits that you will never get from anywhere. You will never get it from anywhere. You never get it from anywhere. It's all found in the house of God. You see. So, brothers and sisters, I want you to think right. I'm there. You are you're a student for a reason. Okay? You're a student for a reason. I'm not talking about standing in front of your class and preaching. Too many people are doing that and you're not getting results. Find innovative ways of doing what you're supposed to do. Target people. Gather people. Gather them. If you were in my circle, you'll be born again. You'll be born again and you will know the word of God. Like you will get to know the word of God. I've lived with hardcore bad boys before. And by the time I was living their mess, they were better people. They have better, they are better today. And if you ask them, Charlie, how they will point straight. Oh, that guy ate me, right? He'd be pastor self. That's what he <laughs> Yeah. I have very wild guys. I'm their counselor. I'm their counselor. They'll call me. You remember those boys that we met? All of them. There's a group. All of them call me. Everybody calls me. Charlie, this what one can do to one soul. Like that every time. Because I've been preaching to them for a long time. And I have that congregation there still. <laughs> I, have, I still have that congregation. Hallelujah. Ask me, but where is your congregation? Who are you raising for the Lord? In your school? At your workplace? Are you just there to make money? Is if you are there to just make money, you have made mammon your God. Mammon is your God. God is not your God. You don't know, but God is not your God. Mammon is your God. You are serving mammon. You are laboring to get money. The Bible says, labor not to be rich. Labor, have you heard the Bible says, labor not to be rich. Labor not to be rich. It says, labor to be a blessing. Labor to be a blessing. So you are there to be a blessing. Not because you want to get a certain pay at the end of the month. The pay is a bonus. But the real reason why you are there is to impact lives. How to change your life. I work in the bank for some time. There are people in the bank that I, I influence and affected with the word of God. No, no, I, I'm not, I don't have a church life, work life, student life, and social life. There's nothing like that. One life, we have one life. <laughs> one life, isn't it? You have one life. It's the life of God expressed in different places or different spheres of life. Finish. One life expressed in different places. So I'm not, I'm not known as, you know, there are some people who are known as, they are good, they are Christians in church. But 
In another circle, they are known as something else. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like in their area, they are wild boys. Wild boys. If a lady passes by and gets the person will be will, will finish right now. Like in that circle, they are different. Recently, I got out of my house with my, my son. He was I was holding him like this. He got out of my house. As I got out, I saw a, a friend, one of the guys I sat with, in my neighbor's house, opposite my house. My neighbor's daughter, my neighbor's daughter, I taught my neighbor's daughter in secondary school. She's a big girl now. I taught her in secondary school. So this is my friend with my neighbor and my neighbor, my neighbor's daughter. And my neighbor has said that, oh, there's a pastor in this house. Who is so lovely, he's so nice. I'd like you to be. He was telling my friend that I'd like you to meet him. And when they came out, they saw me. And my friend said, oh, he's been preaching to me a long time. (laughs) Then the daughter, of course, the daughter, the daughter knows me and says so many things about me to the mother. Then as I as I stood there and I watched them, do you know the first thing I said? I said, you can't, the world is so small, you can't be good here you, and be bad here. That was the first thing I said. I said, you can't be good here and be bad here. You, you'll be caught very soon. That was when I said, they started laughing. You'll be caught very, 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 very soon. Before long, someone has just found, ah, I thought you were just, I thought this, this boy that you are saying that this boy, he said, don't let your daughter get close to him. You will see what will happen. They will just catch you sharp. Is it true? Yeah. It's a very small world. Your the testimony must be the same everywhere. It must be the same everywhere. You are known for the same thing everywhere. Do you understand? Not in the workplace. You, like, we don't know you. We don't know you as anything. Of course, there are some people who would want to laugh at you, Pastor, Pastor. Don't don't mind those people. Don't mind them. You are there to make impact. Be be intent on it. I'll pick the subject again and expand it properly for you. Okay? Lift up your right hand towards heaven. And tell God, say it after me, Father, Father I, refuse I refuse to just live, to just live and, die and die for nothing. nothing. I will serve your purpose wherever I find myself. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I will spread your gospel in every nation I find myself, in every sphere I find myself, in my workplace, in my school, wherever I find myself. I will make impact. Before I leave that school, I will make great impacts. Before I leave that workplace, I will make great impact to the glory of God the Father. Even in Jesus' name. Amen. As you go, a lot of things don't mean much. People on their dying bed, they can't, they can't talk about their, their houses, their cars, and all that. They, can't, they don't talk about those things. My father, I saw my father dying. My father was dying. His eyes were rolling inside like that. You know, I stood for, by him for like one hour. He couldn't realize. He couldn't recognize me. Held his hand and prayed for him. I said, "God, let him go. He's tired." I called him, "Daddy, Dad." He was like, "He's coming." Hey, it's Milo. At that time, you can't say, "Where's my car? Where are my house? It's my children. My car keys." Choke. Seriously. And it's a crossroads we all come to. Every one of us will come to that place. You think you are special. In a sense, I understand you are special. Hallelujah. But you, you, you think you are special. People have lived. People have been like you. If you are 21, someone's one like you. He was 21 like you. Today he's not 21 anymore. You think your boobs are high, your boobs are bigger. And they are standing on like they are really. Someone's boots has been bigger and standing on more than yours. 
Right now, it's become like fried egg. Fried egg. <laughs> Listen, please, like, change your focus. Do you get it? Change your focus. Reorient yourself. You will do well. You will be better. You will be better. Okay? Sometimes your parents will call you. Are you, are you, I hope you are going to school. I hope you are. Listen, go to school. There's nothing wrong with it. But be smart. Know why you are there. Okay? Know why you are. You are not there because of the first class. Get the first class. Most of us have first class. Most of us have first class. Good students. We ain't bad students. I'm not the type of person who will say, do the work of the ministry. Sacrifice your academics. Ah uh-uh. ah. Sacrifice which academics. Sacrifice is not like that. Sacrifice is get it, then you put it down. You get it. <laughs> That's sacrifice. Sacrifice is get it. Become an excellent student. When you get the certificate, then you lay it down at the feet of the Lord. This is what I have brought as my sacrifice to you. Ah, what kind of sacrifice is it when you are coming with rotten eggs? <laughs> what kind of sacrifice is that? Sacrifice is bull, like full cow that you have raised strong one, then you bring it to God. This is my sacrifice to you. So real sacrifice, make that grade and come and put at the feet of God. God values that. You know Isudanaba? Isudanaba was, was a pharmacist in tech. Correct ph- good student. They don't know how the guy is always preaching on Mecca Road. He's preaching on Mecca Road. You know Mecca Road? How many of you know Mecca Road? Preaching, standing morning as they are going for lectures, he's preaching. When everybody goes there, he also go to class. They don't know how he does it, but he was the best student in his batch. His classmate is my uncle, so I know. But they don't know how he does it. So he's blowing the papers. When he finishes, we lay at the feet of God. Father, this is my pharmacy certificate. Best student. This is it. I want to serve you. That is why they are where they are. You get it? Because they had something to sacrifice. So don't say that, oh. Learn like Learn the thing. Be a be a correct good student. Okay? The things I'm sharing with you is opening your mind, is making you better. Your mates are not hearing these things. Your mates are in school, they are just thinking about making a good grade. And when they finish making a good grade, they've forgotten that more than hundred thousand people graduated with them. More than hundred thousand people every year, more than hundred thousand people are graduated every year. Ask those who have gone ahead of you. You see, and they they, they fake you and confuse you with national service. Because it gives you a certain hope. Like when you finish, uh, you, you are working, some small money is coming in, you are getting money. So you feel that. Finish and see. It's not a joke. It's not a joke. Finish and see. You'll be surprised at how hard this country in which you are living and this world in which you are living is. It's not a small thing. You see someone driving a car, nice car, you think it's, it's normal. <laughs> they know not. Hey, they know not. Hey, it's not a small thing, oh. Everyone, like you have to do a lot of things. Hey, you have to do some proper. You have to do illegal things, do all kinds of things before you can get something like that. Honesty is reducing by the years. It's not a small thing, oh. You need God. You need God to help you. And Jesus are opening, they are opening your mind. They are becoming smarter. So that you can live you can live for a higher purpose. You can live for a higher purpose. I don't want you to die and go to heaven and you, you don't have anything to show for your existence. The Bible says that the righteous says blessed are they who die from henceforth in Christ. 
says for their works do follow them, isn't it? Their works do follow them. Did he say their houses do follow them? Did he say their cars do follow them? Did he say their MBA do follow them? And sometimes some people waste their time doing foolish courses that will not bring anything into their lives. If you had used the money to start a business, you'd have been better. You make your parents pay all kinds of money for, for whatever, for school. You finish the school, you don't do, you don't do anything with the certificate. Nothing. You are useless. I, have, I did an MBA. I have mates who are still sitting at home. They are still sitting at home. Not because they don't want to. They are looking for joy. They are not finding. They are not finding. They thought that doing that will give them the edge. Which edge? They didn't do anything. Yeah, and they keep doing things. Keep doing stuff. Keep doing, you read this one, you read this one, you read this one. Before, by the time you realize you are 40. And you are, being, you are too qualified. Don't tell you are overqualified. Can't pay you. It's a strange thing. Oh. You need the leadership of the spirit. You need the leadership of the spirit of God who has to tell you, go here, don't go here, do this, don't do this. And you'll be realized that you are just succeeding, you're just fighting your way. I have made two, don't, I have made two. I left university 10 years ago. 10 years ago. And I have made two who still haven't amounted to anything to date. Those who have did it by dishonest means, by lying. I have a mate who was whatever. It's in government. I've made most of my mates were in government. This, you know dishonesty. You know dishonesty. Crooks, liars, all kinds of things, just so that they can get money. It's a very sad thing. Father, thank you. That will not make some mistakes. We will walk the way you want us to walk and produce the results you want us to produce. In Jesus' name, amen. I see you marrying. And traveling with your wife. To Kuwait to go and do the ministry. You know, in some churches, it's not even popular to say that we are going to plant a church somewhere. It's not, it's not part of the system. It's a great mob, big mob. They are just, we are just, everybody's conscious about what they will get. Every day, they are preaching about the blessings of the Lord. I see, I see a car. Hey, BMW. Seventy-five. Hey. People are receiving things, injecting things, all kinds of things. They are siphoning things. Hey. Ah, throughout. Every prophecy is about something wild. They never prophesied that you are see you going to Togo. To the upper part of Togo to go and plant a church there. And live there with your family and change lives. No, 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 no. It's not mentioned. Like, what is that? What, it's like you're a demon pastor if you do. Like, what is that? Ah, why don't you want my progress, pastor? What kind of church is this? They've forgotten about the most important principle in life. Yeah, most important. If you go to a certain district in the country, you'll be shocked at how much pay you will get there. You'll be surprised. Oh, yeah, you have to go. I'll give you a, a beloved Mary. Go. Yeah, he is a doctor. There's, there's someone just went. He's been paid 7,000 Ghana cities. My wife was telling me about one guy who she works with. My wife said she's, she's, doing, she's doing a residency. So she'll be done. She's in the final. She'll finish a residency. She'll be a specialist next day. She's talking about another person who's also doing a specialty, specialty with the. And he's working in a district. The guy, as at the time, before he came to confirmation, he didn't know how much to were paid. You understand? He didn't know how much 
they are paid as doctors because he doesn't have to use his pay so he doesn't know what's the, what is on the pay slip he doesn't know any of them he gets too much money because it's in the district he can go to work and in a day he can get five thousand dollars where everybody sitting in the city everybody wants to be a confirmatory or callable and they're suffering when there are districts there who are, you get the money you want you'll be able to there's a house two houses away from mine the guy is from the district he's built a very nice house in my area from where nobody wants to go to he's gone there he's doing the work and he's getting money yeah, so if you plant yourself in a certain district somewhere and go there with the man that I'm going to save these people and preach the gospel there Kulungugu, something yeah you'll be surprised you'll be surprised just be a blessing you get money by being a blessing that's how that's how it works though you get by being a just decide don't labor to be rich labor to be a blessing you'll be shocked you'll be surprised you'll be surprised at how big you become you'll be coming back to the city a big man oh yes oh yes it's just like those of us who are in Ghana and those who are abroad you know those who are abroad suffer like Ghanaians abroad it's not easy people are brushing pig teeth horse teeth all kinds of things. Stay in the cold. As winter is coming right now, someone is praying, oh God, what kind of a place is this? Because in the cold, they, they, they don't know, like, it's Seattle, don't go to work, it's raining, so don't go to work. What are you talking about? You will lose your job instantly. Whether snow or rainstorm or hailstones, whatever, you are going. You are going. There's no time. I have, I have a sister there. Okay? She and the husband, they have to run shifts to even have sex. They have to book. They want to have sex. They have to book their time. Like, we, I'll be able to get 30 minutes for you. Okay, let me see. I'll also be able to get 20 minutes. Yes, I'm telling you, shifts. But we can move from here. If you're in Ghana, you can move from here. Go and do shopping and come back. You can move from here. Go and do shopping. They are jealous of you when you go there. It's not Am I lying? When, the, when, you, when you go, some of them have been in one state since they went. They've not been able to move from one state to the other. But we will go, go, go to Texas. If tomorrow you are in Dallas, the next time you are, you are in, uh, you are in uh, some another place. Going to different, different, different places. And they are wondering, how, how are you getting the money? We are in the place that seems to be poor, but we have more money than they do. Yeah. The earlier you get it, the better. If you, if only you post yourself to Paga, you decide that I want to go to. There are jobs there. There are jobs there. Paga, Bolga, Wa, those places. There are jobs there. There are NGOs that are paying millions. I, I have a friend. The one I stay. I, I don't know if I told you. The fr- I stayed when the one I came to come out, the house I stayed in. My friend, my colleague there. My my I, I was in the same school with him. We were all attacked together. He's working for an NGO. They pay, they pay him close to ten thousand dollars every month because he's staying in the north. He's staying at Amali. Yeah, what can't he do? What can he's selling cars? He has so much money, he doesn't know what to do. So he's come to see me. Charlie, I want to do business. I don't have so much. I don't know what to do. What can I do? Yeah, recently he was here recently. I don't know if he was here with his wife and his child. We're in front here. That guy. He has so that car is one of his was a small car. He has five packs in his house. He's in the north. He's built a house at the back here. Yeah, I took it, I showed him the place wherever he's built a house. Nice house over there. Because he sacrificed himself. He's in the north. What can't he do? He's gone to Egypt. He's gone to 
China, he's gone to Korea, he's gone to UK, he's gone to US, he's gone everywhere. In the last four years, he's traveled more than he has ever done in his life because he has sold himself in the north, working with a certain NGO. You will not go, you want to stay in the city. You want to wear tie and be around. Uh, and you're working, you're working, we are doing a certain bank business, you have become a Zoom banker. Do you know a Zoom banker? Zoom banker, you are working so much, your shoes are off. When there are millions up there, millions, millions up there, if only you would just exit from this place, exit from Accra, exit from Kumasi. These are the two places, Accra, Kumasi. Everybody wants to be here, isn't it? Everybody wants to be there. Go somewhere, just go, sacrifice, go somewhere. Go to a place nobody wants to go. You'll be shocked. Rise up on your feet, up on your feet, and let's close. God bless you for listening. Keep listening to the word as Christ is made the center of your world. For prayer and counseling, call 024-563-8314 or send an email to info at christworldinc.com. God bless you.